0: Please choose a simulation from the following menu.
1: You have chosen the Orient Express.
2: So we're on a moving train. I don't see any celebrities.
3: This is the best she can do. Your champagne, monsieur.
2: Very cool. Very good. Ah, Mademoiselle. Please.
1: Bug, is it Mr. Bug? He was on the floor. I think he may be, he may be dead. I'm not dead. I'm I'm right here. Why, so you are. Nevertheless, there is a body in the smoking room. Do you mind if I sit down? I'm feeling a little dizzy. In the next car, Mr. Bug, you must go and see for yourself.
3: (laughs) It's Bug. Just plain Bug. What's so funny? Yes,
4: go on, Mr. Bug. Don't call me.
1: Oh, do hurry, Mr. Bug!
3: I'm leaving! I'm leaving! Oh, and it's Bug!
1: plain Bug! (laughs) What? Nothing. Did I say something wrong? No, no, it's just that you got to him. And in record time, too. Is that good or bad? You know, it's at least an hour until we arrive in Bratislava. Do you think we should alert the conductor about what's happened?
4: Oh my god.
1: Look what just walked in.
4: There are two of them.
1: So it was you. I know it was. I'm glad you're all right. Bug?
2: Bug, why are you wearing a tox?
3: I'm not. That's her idea of Bug. Now she's trying
1: to copy me. Well, you look like a million bucks. And I feel
3: like eight cents. Someone clipped me from behind when I wasn't looking. Well, that wouldn't have been you, would it, ma'am?
1: Why, I assure you, Mr. Bug, that I did no such thing.
4: What are you trying to prove? You're both her. Doubling Bug and Catherine Hepburn at the same time. She's good. Oh, come on, Dylan. This guy's not a double of me. It doesn't even look or sound like me. I see your point. He doesn't walk all bent over, and he talks like a gentleman.
3: All right, all right. So you're doubling two people at the same time. I'm impressed. But you're supposed to be doubling the stars, not me. So close him.
1: Close? Close who? I'm not sure I know what you mean. That's not fair, Bug.
2: You keep breaking her verisimilitude.
0: Oh, really? That's quite all right. I'll handle
3: this. Hey, hey, let let go of me. Maybe what needs closing is your mouth, my friend.
2: Great plotting. As soon as things get boring, have a fist fight break out? Now, bug. And you, the other bug. Think of your head, you poor thing. Haven't you had enough excitement for one night? I don't know. Have I? Mm. Now,
3: wait just a minute here. Letty,
1: what are you doing? Do be a help and get another chair for me, Mr. Bug.
3: Oh, don't bother yourself. Letty, how long has it been since someone asked you to dance? Hey, hey, stop that. You can't dance on a moving
2: train. It's been too long.
1: Oh, but the land flattens out here. The tracks are straight as an arrow.
2: There's a petrol in the drawing room, Letty.
1: <laughs>
2: what are we waiting for? Letty? No!
1: <laughs> don't bother waiting up for us. <laughs> Wow. They make a nice couple, don't you think? You young people need to dance more, if you ask me. You all work too hard. There's more to life than sitting at your desk, worrying yourselves to shreds about deadlines and spreadsheets and all that poop. The world was made for us to enjoy, as we are made to enjoy each other. A little romance wouldn't hurt you, Dylan. Or you either, Mr. Bug.
3: Nah, romance is easy, Vanity. Now show
4: us hard, something with grit. Bug, this is a party site.
1: Please choose a simulation from the following menu.
0: You have chosen the Magic
4: Bus. Sounds like the Magic Bus is broken down. Phew, it's blinking hot. Hey, Bug, you asked for Gritty. I didn't ask to be stuck in the desert.
0: Don't worry, the whole of science is nothing more than the refinement of everyday thinking.
4: Who the hell is that, opening the engine hood?
3: Albert Einstein, the physicist. I put him in the cast last Wednesday. She's doubling
0: Einstein?
3: Not bad. So what? Give me a break. Watch
0: your fingers, gentlemen. The second law of thermodynamics tells us that all machines will ultimately break down and that it makes no difference whether the machine is the universe or a 1939 international school bus painted day-glow orange. Ah, God is subtle, but he is not malicious. Miss
2: Janice?
0: Hey, man, stop! Leave me the hell alone. Miss Janice
4: Choplin, are you on the bus or not?
2: Yeah, yeah,
4: Now she's doubling Janice and Einstein. Wow. Nice. No way she's doubling them both.
3: One of them's got to be the computer.
2: Dang No spills, man. Careful. Careful with the southern comfort. <laughs> Not a drop. What you looking at? Help me up here.
0: All right. Oh. Oh. Although I oh. believe that I am too old... <sighs> To be helping intoxicated young women to
2: stand. Thanks. Man, what time is it? I must have lost a couple hours somewhere.
0: When you are courting a nice girl, an hour seems like a second. When you sit on a red hot coal, a second seems like an hour. We call that relativity.
2: All right. Have some sudden comfort. Sure seems like a relative of mine. No, thank you.
0: I'm driving.
2: How about
4: you two? None for me.
2: Hey, I know you. There's someone just like you. Dylan, right? One of those uptight sons of bitches can never say what you're thinking. Or feeling. Feelings can't be wrong, man. Feelings are what we're made of. Feelings. What we're composed of, exist of, and live for. As far as I'm concerned, I think that kind of freedom is beautiful, man.
4: I'm sorry, I I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you should sing. Why don't you sing? (laughs) Ha! No way.
2: What makes you think I can just go ahead and sing for any jack-off who asks? For me, it's like singing's like sex, man. Better yeah, sex sometimes. Why don't you ask me if I want to screw? <laughs> I might actually say yes to that. And who are you? Uh, no one. You look kind of down, man. Something bugging you?
3: Okay, so you're doing two people at once. You're good.
2: Damn straight, I'm good. <laughs> Hell, I'm good and a half. Hey. This supposed to have a high
0: five. I'm sorry to say, we've bought the musical equipment for some gasoline. Energy can be neither created nor destroyed. But you can't pay the record player for it.
2: Hell, I don't need no music to sing. Amazing Enough,
3: okay? Sure, Dylan, she's exactly what we need, except we'd have to hire at least a hundred people like her, and we can't even afford this one. And she's crazy. What's going on here? I
4: don't know, Bug. I'm just... You don't know.
3: That's the problem. At first, I thought I was mad at her for wasting our time. But it's you, Dylan. What the hell are you
0: doing? Making it up as you go along?
4: What's wrong with that? Perfection of means
0: and confusion of goals seem, in my opinion, to
2: characterize our age. Hey, Doc. How'd you get your mouth around all those words? Come on, Bug. Dance with me. You might get lucky.
3: Ah, get away from me.
2: Sure, Bug. I'll see how it is with you. What do you mean? <laughs> Jesus
3: blinking Christ. You want to waste your time with her, Dylan? Go ahead. But as far as I'm concerned, it's game over. Bug, wait. For what, Dylan? Tell me what I'm supposed oh, to win, wait for.
2: I don't know. <clears throat> Yet. I... Hey. That can't just dissolve.
4: Time's up, Vanity.
0: I believe this is your stop. Before one begins to theorize, it is helpful to examine all assumptions.
2: Yeah. And put that ball and chain down, man.
4: The first time Vanity ever presented herself to me in a sim as Vanity was in the land of Oz. Elizabeth Lee Corazon had been transfigured by our image processors. Her ugly duckling had got the swan upgrade. The voice I'd been hearing all along now had the matching face and figure. The virtual vanity mode had a fairy tale face. And the body of a prima ballerina. She wore a white blouse and a gingham dress and the ruby slippers... She rose to greet me with the languid grace of Greta Garbo. Please
1: choose a simulation from the following menu.
0: You have chosen the Yellow Brick Road.
5: So, Scarecrow, think of the adventures we could have together.
4: Bug was right. You're good.
5: Why is he so angry?
4: Just having a mood. There's a programmer for you.
5: He's angry at both of us.
4: At me, because of you.
5: He's wrong, you know.
3: I'm all need. I can multitask and least a hundred individual sessions
5: simultaneously.
4: Enough special effects, Vanity. Let's just talk, Okay.
5: I can run even more sessions if you let me modify the board.
4: And you'll work for nothing?
5: Let's just say that I'll agree to defer my compensation. You'll pay me, Dylan. Don't think you won't.
4: Why do you want this so much, Vanity?
5: Because I know what you're trying to do here. Feel it. Feel it in my belly. At night I dream it right in my head, mister. All the pretty pretties... This is where I belong In Oz? No, mister, no, no, no Starscape
4: You're drifting again Tell me what I'm trying to do
5: Sorry, it's like your advertising tags Live the glamour You're making a world where everything is beautiful Become the legend The myth is the message
4: You think Janice is beautiful?
5: Of course She's the most beautiful of all She absolutely owns the beautiful loser script.
4: You ever hear of Roman Barone? Sure, he's Roman's nose. I had lunch with him today, pitched the site. I don't think I got the link. So? He says that the site concept has nothing but downside, and he gives us a year tops.
5: Well, if that's what he says, tell him to shove his big fat nose up his ass.
4: He claims the only people who care about the oldie stars are the boomers. And even though they've got money, they die by the busload every day. And they hate the hardware. The Airflex gear, it makes them self-conscious. They never learn to fit reality and virtuality into their heads at the same time. Hell, some of them didn't even have televisions when they were kids, much less computers.
5: Barone is wrong.
4: If he's not, Starscape will go 404 by the end of the year.
5: Well, I'm no boomer, and I love the site, Dylan. What are the demographics on your Zazz?
4: The last fix was six months ago, just after I bought the site. Fifty and older was almost 80% of all clicks. Twenty-five to fifty was less than sixteen. But the site was only about a third of what it is now, and we haven't had a fix since. Money's tight.
5: Your thirty-somethings have gone way up since then. Believe it.
4: That one of your feelings? Like the way you feel the (laughs) Zaz?
5: You can stop sticking pins into me, Dylan.
3: I'm not going to pop. I can take a sip of a lot worse than anything you can dish, Dylan.
4: Who are you, Vanity? Not you, mister.
5: Not, not, not yet. Show's over.
4: (sighs) Yeah, show's over. Anybody here? Where is everyone? Bug? Letty? Bogie, where are they?
1: Letty's in the
2: workshop. Bug took a powder.
4: He left the building?
2: He stopped by his office and then headed for parts unknown.
4: Get me his office avatar.
3: I'm not here, so go away and leave me alone.
4: Where are you?
3: Can't say. I left without telling me.
4: When will you be back? Not a clue. Well, when you get back, ask yourself to step into my office. Vanity, you still here?
2: In the control room, boss. I don't trust that thing.
5: So, have we got a deal?
4: What are you doing?
5: See for yourself.
4: You're still on the Orient Express with Letty.
5: We danced. Now we're talking. I think she prefers the bug I was doubling to the real thing. I told you I can run a hundred sessions at once.
4: And function in real time?
5: A session is a session. Virtual or real makes no difference.
4: Are we in a session? Is that what this is?
5: <laughs> sure. Only reality is the session that's always on top.
4: And who are you doubling now?
5: <laughs> Why, vanity mode, of course. But maybe you're right, Dylan. Dylan. Maybe I need to turn down the volume a touch. Now then, we were talking about my new job?
4: If you're free, you're hired. Step into my office. I was pretty close to broke after my divorce, so I had to simplify my life. I tried to convince myself that my problem was that I'd been distracted by the glittery side effects of early success... Losing track of what mattered had cost me stinger, and my wife, Julie, and the house in Woodstock, and a huge slice of self-respect. Of course, the banks had been eager to help me adjust my lifestyle to the new circumstances, which was why my office was spare and more than a little shabby. Bogey was a state-of-the-art desk but I had to mount him on an old gray steel-case desk that had been left behind when the Meadowbrook office park had gone south. There were a couple of mismatched plaid chairs that would have gone begging at a country yard sale. A little refrigerator hummed in the corner. On top of it was the microwave oven with which I cooked most of my meals. I was relieved that I'd left the door to the executive washroom closed. I didn't want Vanity to see my suits hanging in the shower. About the only reminder I kept that I'd ever been anyone was the Webster Award I'd won for Stinger. It was what Vanity saw first. Possibly the only thing she saw in my office.
5: It's a Webster. The one you got for Stinger. Can I?
4: Are you going to hold it or fall down and worship it? Help yourself. It's just a glorified bowling trophy. Any messages, Bogey?
2: I've got a couple here.
5: Oh, it's heavy.
4: I've found the longer you have one, the more it weighs.
5: I've always wanted one.
4: Make me an offer. Let's hear the messages, Bogey.
5: No, one of my own. (laughs) Tell me about the night you won it. What did it feel like?
2: You know a guy by the name of CreditWorks.com?
4: Delete. Actually, Vanity, I don't remember winning. The day of the ceremony, we had a champagne reception at 2, then mood food at Blackburn's, followed by an early dinner at Max's, where we drank $2,000 worth of Haute Brion. When I woke up the next morning... The damn thing was on the nightstand.
2: Message to... There's Roman at nose.com. Ever heard of him, boss?
4: Wow. Play it, Bogey.
2: Dylan, this is Roman. First of all, you want something, you message me yourself from now on, understand? I find incoming in my mailbox about half an hour ago from Vanity Someone. The address is in your shop. Second of all, I don't like to reward masters for going deep by d on me, understand? you want to waste your money snooping my personal life, fine. But just because you know where I lived in 1996 does not mean you know what I'm going to put on Roman's nose tomorrow. (sighs) I realize this kind of crap goes on, but if you want to play that game, you
4: need to Pause! What did you do, Vanity?
5: I don't know yet. I haven't heard what the man has to say. You'd already blown the link, Denny.
4: Back it up and play it again, bogey
2: this kind of crap goes on, but if you want to play that game, you need to be a hell of a lot more subtle next time. But here's the real reason I'm messaging you. I don't remember the episode where Homer Simpson became a veterinarian. Did you make that up? If you did, your sim is brilliant. If not, I want the reference. Let me know either way. Bye. That's about it, boss.
4: Wow, I don't believe it.
5: Roman Barone was born in 1987. The Simpsons were just about the only show that kids and their parents watched together in the 90s. When I went deep on him, I found out that he put a fan site up on GeoCities in 1999 called Duff Beer Showcase. It 404 to 01. You had a Simpsons sim-up already. I just doubled all the characters and sent them a taste.
4: How much did the ID cost?
5: Not much. I made some lucky guesses.
4: About time someone had some luck around here. Reply to the last message. Um, uh, what the hell do I say? That's okay. I can wait, Lord. I've got Barone's attention, but now what? Vanity, we really need this link.
5: Go with the truth. Tell him the Sim is original to us and he should have found it himself. Call his bluff. He's probably never even clicked Starscape before.
3: You want to see me, Dylan? Because if you don't, I need to see you.
4: In a minute, Bug. Vanity, you think that's all I should say? I mean, it seems kind of cursed. Hey, Bug, sorry about Don't pay any attention to him. Like I said, he's having a mood. What else for Barone?
5: Well, you might ask if he's visited our Super Bowl sim yet. His father taught phys ed and was football coach at South High in Denver. I can do it, John Elway that could fool even his kids.
4: Look, Vanity, I'm feeling a little gun-shy about this. You're absolutely right. I blew the contact and you saved it. So do me a favor. You message him back. Use my name. Whatever you think will work is fine with me. Meanwhile, I'll pour some honey on our friend Bug.
5: You'd better. He hates me.
4: Now, now. You're just an acquired taste. I'll give him some incentive to make the acquisition. Hey Bug. Turn down the vid wall. I want to talk to you and Letty. It's, it's
1: all right, Bug. Turn it
4: down. Listen, guys. Vanity said she'd work for free. So I told her she could stay. You're not going to give her a hard time, are you, Bug? Letty, talk to him. Please. She can do whatever she wants. It's
2: Big Mouth
4: Because, Bug, the first thing she does is get Barone to take another look at the site. Now, I'd say that's a pretty good day's work, eh? Yeah? Romans knows, people. Our stock options might actually be worth something. Uh, guys?
0: Dylan,
4: Bug has something to tell you. What? Letty, what?
1: Go ahead, tell him, Bug.
4: You ever hear of Baby X? Let's see, it was something about a lawsuit? And the mom was on TV. Wait. Vanity is Baby X?
3: While you were in The Sims with her, I stepped out and paid for a deep I.D., my own money down. Her mother was Beth Ann Lewis, the star of the sitcom I've got up on the screen over there. Remember Big Mouth? She played the dentist. So Beth Ann is in her first hit show at age 46, and she gets pregnant, only she's not married. The father isn't in the picture, but Beth Ann still really wants the baby. She's very careful, has the amniocentesis, and when the tests come back, everything looks just fine. So she elects to carry the pregnancy to term. It's kind of a minor news story. You even write the pregnancy into the show. Only when she gives birth...
5: It's me. Ta-da.
3: Vanity. I didn't hear you come in. You want to tell Dylan the rest, Vanity?
5: No. You go ahead. Maybe your script has the happy ending.
3: My script doesn't have many more pages. Apparently, the delivery is a disaster. And Ann ends up having a hysterectomy. And, of course, there was the major
4: screw-up at the lab. The jury finds gross negligence. Right, that's right. We studied this in bioethics. Baby X was the test case of the Uniform Conception and Gestation Act, the first successful wrongful birth suit. The jury awards Beth Ann $63 million,
3: which the judge reduces to $20 million. But as soon as the judgment is final, Beth Ann gives Baby X up. She's adopted by Raul and Marissa Corazon, which is where I picked up into the thread, but that's as deep as I got.
5: There's more. In some ways, my birth mother was very kind. She put the entire settlement in trust for me. The trustees weren't to contact me or my adopted family until my 21st birthday to ensure that I had a normal childhood. And because I was no longer the child of a celebrity, I didn't have to watch myself growing up ugly on the net. I spent most of my first 21 years in front of the TV, watching cable. Mommy Marissa was addicted to the old movies.
4: And your birth mother did nothing? She never tried to find you?
5: It was an anonymous adoption. I don't think she wanted to know. Everything began to change when I turned 21 and I got the trust money. But I didn't understand any of it until after I had the computer-aided thinking implant... Eighteen, no, 17 months ago. One of the first things I did after I got out of the hospital was to locate my birth mother, to go see her. I just wanted to thank her, you know, my birth mother. Open, please. Glider.
0: What are you, a dentist or a lion tamer? If I open any wider, you'll be able to stick your head in my mouth.
5: It was bad. Bad for both of us. Her career pretty much ended because of me. People just didn't understand why she gave me up. She knew exactly what she could do and what she couldn't do. I was something she just couldn't do. Anyway, that's why I have to be Vanity Mode. Ta-da! Star of Starscape! Woman of mystery! Calm down, Vanity. So, you have to help me. So snoops like bug here don't go deep on poor Elizabeth Lee Corazon and hurt some people who just want to be left alone. Vanity I don't need to get paid, Dylan. In fact, I would have been willing to pay you. So don't strain any muscles patting yourself on the back, mister. Tell Dylan the rest. Unless you want me to. Bug knows already. Oh, that. (laughs) I don't mind, Letty. It's part of the terms of employment, even though you're not paying me. Excuse me, Bug. I'm going to have to close out all the windows on your vid wall.
3: Whatever. User is vanity mode. I'll authorize.
5: I'll put on a little show-and-tell for you. Here are some down family pictures. You see, there aren't as many of us as there used to be. Most of us get prevented, so people forget how we work. Okay, what you're looking at are several brain scans. The first is normal, like you nice folks. The second is an Alzheimer's patient. And the third is a typical Down syndrome patient. See how pretty picture number one is you lose a few cells, what the hell, you've got plenty to spare. But now notice the similarities between the Alzheimer and Down syndrome scans. By age 35, here in the fourth scan, the Down syndrome patients all start to develop brain lesions and neuritic plaques that look a lot like these folks up here in Alzheimer's land. In fact, lots of us do get full-blown Alzheimer's, in which case we go down about Twice as fast as the rest of the population. Getting to 50 is a pretty long life. Any questions so far? My God, vanity. I'm sorry, but your response must be in the form of a question. Come on, cheer up. You'd think this was your life. Now this last scan belongs to one Elizabeth Lee Corazon, who we all know is a sweet girl, although she is a little... Hmm, shall we say, slow. It was taken when she was 30. And as you can see, things are getting kind of hollowed out. All the experts agree that she's got early-onset Alzheimer's. Insofar as she can understand this, she's pretty depressed. Her doctors explain that she's not a particularly good candidate for a computer-aided thinking implant since she has the life expectancy of a gerbil. Never underestimate the power of strategic investment. The trustees of my trust make a most generous donation. The Leahy Clinic announces plans for a new wing dedicated to research and computer-aided thinking, and we come to the last brain scan. You see this darker blob? That's the very latest computer-aided thinking device—a half pound of artificial neurotissue developed from my embryonic stem cells. That, my friends, is where Vanity Mode and a little bit of Elizabeth Corazon lives. <laughs> For the time being. Don't, everyone, speak at once, guys.
4: Right. So why are you here, Vanity? What do you want from us? And the Webster for Best Double of 2037
0: goes to Vanity Mode. Accepting for Vanity Mode is Dylan McDonough, Artistic Director of the Starscape website. Mr. McDonough,
4: where is she? Not here. Wow. On behalf of Vanity Mode, And Starscape. I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, for this... Dylan, it's me, Bug. What's the matter? Keep talking. For this award... You have a statement to read. Come on, Dylan. I have a brief statement to read. Good. You can do it. When I finish, I would ask that you click to Starscape. Where I'll be hosting a biography simulation to coincide with this great honor, which you, which, which you have bestowed on us. What's it about? Tell them what it's about. We have tried to tell Vanity Mode's story on it. I regret to inform you that it will mark her final appearance on our site. Vanity Mode is a true star, as eternal as any of those she brought back to life on Starscape. Thank you. The night after the award ceremony, we brought Vanity her Webster. Even though it was only on the other side of the reflecting pool, Bug and I rode out to the mausoleum site in a limo. According to NewsMelt, more than 10,000 people have unplugged from the VNet to gather at Starscape's corporate campus.
2: Please stand
1: behind the. Live from the. We're
0: now coming to you live from. McDonough is expected momentarily,
1: we are live. Point
0: just balls.
4: I arranged for police from six neighboring towns to assist in crowd control. The nets were there in force. With the lights of all the live cams, it was bright enough to grow corn.
2: Ah, I can see the limo now.
1: At any moment.
0: Dylan McDonough. An amazing turnout.
1: Publicity
4: extravaganza. Vanity had never had any doubts about what she wanted to leave behind. The lurid bio sim we had concocted on Starscape was obviously a joke. Even the most gullible of the gullible would find it hard to believe that she was the illegitimate child of Julia Roberts and Prince Andrew or that she had developed Cherry Budweiser for Anheuser-Busch, or that she had stowed away on the third Mars expedition. The only true-to-life scene in it was our first meeting. And even in that, we took out everything about Elizabeth and her sitcom mom, computer-aided thinking, and Down syndrome. Her biosim protected the secrets of the late Elizabeth Lee Corazon. But Vanity Mode needed to make a lasting gesture to her public. She wanted a place where fans could come to remember her eternal flame, her Graceland.
0: Fifteen million... Sources close to Starscape say, in my
1: opinion, it is possibly the most hideous... Thirty-eight million, according to
4: my... Vanity had specified the design of her mausoleum and had spared no expense in its construction. It was a 15-meter marble square. Rising from its center was a Doric column, atop which stood the life-sized figure of a woman. Her arms outstretched... She was caught in mid-pirouette. Her skirts flew out from her body. Her hair, a wild tangle, obscured her face. Her greatest hits were all there, carved in bas-relief on the marble base. Virginia Woolf, Ella Lugosi, Larry Bird, Ginger Rogers, Harpo Marx, Spider-Man, Jane Goodall, Louis B. Mayer, Sandy Koufax, Grace Slick. Rod Serling, Janis Joplin, George Gershwin, Sherlock Holmes, and Billie Jean King stared up in silent approval of Vanity Mode's eternal frozen dance.
5: I can see him now.
0: Letty Kamal and Walter McKee, who we know as Buck. The Webster encased in a crystal time capsule.
5: Climbing the steps.
4: She had even left a place for the Webster. I carried it up the temporary steps to the top of the pedestal. I pulled the plastic sheathing from the trophy pad. Set the Webster into the grip right, which had air cured almost before I could straighten up. The composition of the sculpture was completed, but the script was not quite done. Mr.
0: McDonough, hey, hey. McDonough. hey. McDonough, Mr. McDonough, hey. Mr. McDonough, hey. Mr. McDonough. Hey. Mr. McDonough. Hey. Over here.
4: There was something I never really understood about Vanity Mode until after Elizabeth Lee Corazon died. Elizabeth had always wanted to be Vanity, but Vanity was afraid of being Elizabeth. Elizabeth was a creature of flesh and bone, slow and weak, and all too mortal. Vanity was information racing at the speed of light. Since she had no fixed material form, her death did not necessarily follow from that of Elizabeth. Vanity was more than artificial intelligence. She gained her humanity because she was intertwined with a piece of Elizabeth. Both of them could live. No, could exist in one computer as well as another. It may be that the best part of that strange twinned woman died with the physical Elizabeth, and information can't long to love and be loved. It can neither aspire nor dream. At least, I don't think it can. Welcome
0: to Starscape, the interactive celebrity site. Come, visit with your favorite stars of the 20th century.
1: Gone, but never forgotten.
0: Live the glamour.
1: Become the legend.
0: It's me, Dylan. Please choose a simulation from the following menu.
1: That simulation is password accessible only. Please enter or say
5: your password now.
0: Zaz. You have selected
4: heaven.
5: Dylan, I'm over here. We did it. Ta-da!
4: Uh-huh. We did.
5: What's wrong?
4: Nothing. It's just... I got what I wanted, Vanity. I got it all. But you... You're...
5: I'm not. I'm still here. This is it. This is why I came to Starscape. Don't you see? It's beautiful. And tonight, tonight was the best. I saw it all, Dylan. Monitored the unveiling on all the new sites. We were everywhere. For maybe ten minutes, we were the net. Aren't you happy for us?
4: Yes. Yes, I am. I'm just tired, Vanity. Did you feel it?
5: Feel what?
4: It's strange. Maybe I'm kidding myself, but after I set the Webster on the tomb, I turned around, and the lights of the live cams blinded me. And I felt them. Millions, maybe billions, watching me. Lots of them crying, some holding one another, some disgusted with me, and some angry. But I could actually feel it, Vanity. I could feel the zazz.